Welcome to All Four Downs. I am Joe McGuire. We are so excited to have you here. An action-packed show. We'll be talking about the initial AP rankings, and we'll be taking a look at the conference champion favorites for the 2021 season. And I'll also have a little something to say before the end of the night about the transfer protocol and Nick Saban, and and uh, he had some comments on it, and I'll have some comments for him uh, in our final blitz. Jace Garcia and uh, producer extraordinaire Ovi Muniz here to join me uh, on this excellent episode of All Four Downs. College football is right around the corner. Ovi, uh, we were talking last week about these rankings and you you know um my one of my big and you left them off your list completely because you suck uh you coastal, about carolina. coastal carolina there we go oh Come no, on. i i just listen i find it curious that a team that's returning so many starters and a heisman candidate in in grayson mccall that they're so buried in the rankings I, I just I find that really funny that that's the way that that laid out, Jace. I really do. You know, it, it seems like if Coastal Carolina is going to crawl through the rankings, it's going to be really tough to do because they're always going to want to put an ACC or a Pac-10 or a Big 12 or most definitely an SEC team in front of them with a loss with two losses. I feel like you're you're trying to set Coastal Carolina up to barely crack the top ten if they go undefeated. Yeah, I mean the, that's yeah yeah I I agree with that completely. They they it, what really is crazy to me is in the the coaches poll they have Louisiana ahead of Coastal Carolina. I, I think it is cool to have one of the two in the top twenty five battling it out for the. Sunbelt showing that love to the group of five, but Coastal Carolina is, I, I, I their toughest test is going to be Louisiana, but I, I like Coastal Carolina. I think they, they should deserve a little bit of a bump up, especially over a team like teams like LSU, who did nothing last season. And like, I mean, Penn State was atrocious. There, there are a lot of these name brands who, who are going to get that bump, but I, I do like Coastal Carolina. And I think, they're going to be that team on the edge. Look, last year season. they had a hard schedule. They they played uh, competitive football, right? And they were forced to because of the pandemic. But you look at this schedule here. On week two, they're playing Kansas. Is Kansas really a legit team to be even compared of to be the elite? And then you, you mentioned Louisiana Monroe. Probably, but at Appalachia State, that's probably the only games. Everything else, I mean, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, Texas State. Who are these colleges that we need to compare to to tell them, hey, you know what? They belong in the top 10. They don't belong in the top 10. This if schedule they, right here doesn't If they beat the bejesus that. out of those teams, and Jace, mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, they most certainly did. They Against beat who, those. Though? They, it doesn't matter. Listen, all I can do is beat the team in front of me. Am I right? Oh, yeah. So you're gonna beat I, a team I, I like I can't Citadel? help it that I gotta play Texas State. I'd love to I'd love to see them play Texas AM. Uh, come on, you, you know who Citadel doesn't want that game? AM ah. doesn't want that game. Listen, not for nothing. Coastal Carolina, I think, proved last year they belong when they beat BYU. Yeah, okay. They are bringing back almost the entire team from last year. How could you good. possibly tell me a team that was in the top 10 last year bringing everybody back, including their quarterback, where look around, not a lot of teams are bringing their quarterback back this year. That's why we're talking about Spencer Rattler uh, as a Heisman uh, candidate, you, if you could believe that. Well, believe this, that their schedule doesn't really prove themselves as one of the top 10 As teams. long as they destroy the other teams and they do that week in and week out, and then they beat the teams like Liberty and Appalachian State, Louisiana, they'll beat all those teams. And if, I, other, if the other colleges do the same thing, beat them out, 
badly like they like uh you say that Coastal Carolina's gonna do, then it doesn't defeat the purpose. You got to win all your games. You got to win win your games, games, but at least be competitive and play against good teams to be recognized. They can't. Well, then I guess you blame the athletic director and everybody else for not making those games happen. Well, no, the the pro coast Carolina is on the back. They're playing reactive this whole season with it. They're looking for teams to take these losses and bump up. Because I mean, they are—they were very young last year. Last year was a great season for them, but I, I get that. The, the, I do like how in, in these polls, Cincinnati was getting respect, and they're in top ten because they are a team that should be in, in that top four talks. If you're talking group of five, but I mean, Coast Carolina, I do love what they're doing, but yeah, it is that schedule. This the schedule does. Play a big part in it. Cincinnati's playing Indiana and Notre Dame, big schools. And I mean, I, I get you. I, I I'm with you. You can only play who you can play and who's in front of you. And they're no, they're gonna I, get the wins, but it, they are in the backseat because they don't have any of those big games like they did last year with BYU. That was a big game. They don't have a game like that besides maybe the Sunbelt Conference game against Louisiana. But it's the exact same team that went out last year and did all the things that you just said and did it on short notice and did it on the road anywhere they needed to and and happy to do so. But if we and have they're bringing season... back that same exact team, are you telling me everybody else got better last year? Not buying it. What I'm not buying you trying to tell them that they should be in the top 10 or it should be considered if they finish undefeated because they ain't playing nobody. And I'll tell you what. Then put one loss. But see, listen, if they're, about this no if they're in the top 10, they could be in the college playoffs and they could show you what I'm talking about. No, you're going to show me and, and we're all going to see that if you did put them in the college playoffs, they're not going to score not even one point. That's exactly what you're going to see. I a thousand percent disagree with that. I totally agree. I don't. I don't think that's true at all. You mean to tell me that you put them against Alabama, they're going to score a touchdown? Offensively, what Grace now? Who do you think is? Who do you think's coming? The the New Britain Pee Wee League? What are you talking about? The way they run the the run pass option. That's tough for any team. Coastal Carolina hasn't. But just because they beat two big 12 teams doesn't mean that they're going to be the elite and they can handle with everybody. Let first me of all, see first of all, have listen, a diverse let me, schedule. let me, let me explain something. Let me, let me explain something uh, because uh, I don't know. Maybe you're, maybe you're not hearing what I'm saying. I hear you. Hold I on. Just don't you're not, dis- you're not hearing me. You. It's not processing. Right. So let me try again. Coastal Carolina being a small Sunbelt School doesn't have the opportunity to to get these big games. When an opportunity opens up and they're invited to go play somewhere, they would be happy to do that. And the way this is structured, and because of COVID-19, they're absolutely going to be blocked. So my point is, if this team was in the top 10 last year and they're returning their entire team, if Justin Fields automatically got to be the number two team in the country last year when he showed up, I don't understand why you wouldn't extend the same courtesy to Coastal Carolina. The same team that beat two Big 12 teams, the same team that beat BYU on national television on short notice, it's the same team. Just because they're not getting to play good teams as long as they go out there and they beat the teams they're supposed to beat and they can get to the college playoffs. No, Obi, I'm not saying they're going to beat Alabama. But did did anybody else beat Alabama last year? Was it close? Neither. Nobody. Other than the second Florida mm-hmm. game, was anybody even close? So what's the difference if, if they beat Clemson or Ohio State or Oklahoma or Texas or Coastal? What's the difference? Well, I, I will say something with Coastal. They they lost their bowl game to Liberty. L- Liberty's another team that should be 
Yeah, oh, Liberty gets disrespect on that school as well. Liberty the, gets totally disrespected. The, their QB is flying up draft boards right now. Again, because you Before know why? That, because like, it's people like Ovi who seem to think these Sunbelt schools are, are like the, the like 12-year-old kids running like, like they don't know how to play football. I didn't say they don't know how to play football, but just they won't they don't have the talent enough. They wouldn't know how to like run their own team like offense. Alabama, Stop. Clemson, uh Georgia. Yes, I'm gonna say Georgia, all right, or Ohio State, period. You really, you really overvalue. Okay, I'll, okay, I give them a field goal just to make you happy. Okay. All right. Well, I just, I, I get what you're that, saying. That's, that's movie, about as good as what Notre Dame did. To, but to summarize everything you're saying is right. Because of the season they had last year, and because they have the returning players, especially quarterback McCall, who is going to be a sophomore, you know, yeah, I think they got plenty of room and improvement to to stand wherever they need to stand. I'll give them till next season to be more competitive than than what they are to uh, this season. Right now, their schedule does not justify them. They'll have make less of a top. chance next year and going forward to ever get a game against any power five team and there's even less of a, a reason now that they're good that why would anybody want to risk playing them i tell you what you know how coastal carolina is going to get there they're going to get there by other teams not being uh, a proper protocol because of covid and they're not going to have enough players right and they're going to force themselves to forfeit games and that's what's bottom line here the last week we heard about the pac-12 uh, that already said that if they don't have enough players, that they got COVID, they can't play the game, they're automatically going to lose. The ACC and the Big 12 this week already stated that they are following those strict rules. So I'm expecting that the rest of the conferences, that domino fest is going to happen across the board where if the teams cannot make it to the game, they're going to act automatic forfeit. How do you guys feel about that? Well, I mean, I, I, it sounds harsh as it is, but I don't necessarily see this being a problem. I mean, the NFL did it. It's a, a similar type thing. I, I don't see this being that big of a deal. I, I mean, if it does, if it, there there are outbreaks of COVID throughout the season or something, then yeah. But I, I think right now we have stuff, everything semi under, pretty much under control. So I think. It, it, it's a, a harsh term to forfeit, but I, I think it's just a term right now. I don't see any this actually taking place at all come the season. I, I think it's going to be smooth sailing. You, you I do. do. Really? That, that's interesting. You, you know what I just did? While you were talking, I just pulled up a list of all of the football games that were postponed last year because of COVID. And we're only doing an hour show, so I won't read the entire list. Uh, right. It's extremely long. I think and it's so best I, for, for, for them to get a loss because you're already wasting well, resources yeah. sure, to listen, this, try to broadcast the game. A couple things here. Number one, um, I'm sure they're not refunding tickets. <laughs> they right? Better. They're not I refunding mean, tickets for games that get forfeited. It's, it's a forfeit. Tough, tough bananas, I think. Um, this is this is stupid. Either force the kids to get vaccinated or don't don't. I mean, what I don't understand this. You're like, you can do whatever you want, but you know, if the team has a breakout, you guys have to forfeit what what could have national implications and affect every single other team uh in the uh, FS uh, FSB, whatever it's called. Um, that is, is, I mean, really, this is so stupid the, the, again. I, I, I don't understand some of the things that they do and the reasons why they do them. Just dumb. I'll tell you what, um, to update the, that news. Also, if I'm Michigan, 12. I'm, I'm already going to make sure I've got COVID during the week of Ohio state game. So you can, <laughs> no, doing that again. not even go there. That's not no, even uh, Don't accuse me. We totally want to get our asses kicked again. Well, the Pac-12 is definitely leading the way in uh, vaccination. So we're hoping that these teams get 100%. Uh, but it is what it is. But well, let's move on to the AP rankings 
as I was surprised to see Oklahoma at number two. Really? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma number two? I don't buy it at all. I'm not sold. I'm not surprised, but uh, I'm not sold with that either. I don't think they're number two. Uh, I mean, it's tough to tell right now because I just want to see football played out on the field. But Oklahoma, I, I get it. Spencer Rattler is going to be a stud, and I, I expect him to have a great season. So I, I can see the logic that puts him there, but I, I wouldn't put him there. I honestly would put like a team like Georgia ahead of them. But right, right now, I, I see the logic behind it. That's all. The logic what? That they beat Florida's second string in the bowl game? A second stream when the, the starters decided they weren't going to play because they wanted to save themselves for the NFL draft. You know, I think that's ridiculous. You know, that's for the first string. This and year, on top though. of that, Oklahoma's never finished the season undefeated. Never. So, did, how many Big 12 championships have they won? Okay. And how many national championships have they won? Okay. Because they never made it to the national championship. They had two twice under Lincoln Riley, and they got blown away. So why would they be number two? I don't think they still have the defense to even protect. We're still going to see the high-scoring game, right? And I think the only team that really competitive in the Big 12 is Iowa State, and I don't even think Iowa State is that good. And I think both those teams right now are overrated. Interesting. I, I like Iowa State that their Brees Hall is going to come back and be a beast at, at that tailback. Yeah, but that's just Brock Purdy coming time, back. The, the quarterback, he, like, I, I just don't get how you are discrediting discrediting returning quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, Alabama, we the, we expect them to reach one and that stuff. But I right, mean, Spencer right, but, come but, back. He's starting to right. Let's just assume. Back. Let's assume Bryce Young just is going to pick up the offense like like he's Mac Jones. Nobody thought Mac Jones was going to be Mac Jones. Uh, again, we just make these assumptions because what? It's Alabama. I, I Jason, about you? I I have more faith in in Spencer Rattler than I do in in Bryce Young at this point. Yeah. Oh, I'm not just that kid's got to prove it to me. I'm just saying, like, you talking about Iowa State because they got, uh, what's his name, Brees Hall and, and Purdy back. Well, guess what? Oklahoma got most of their offense back, too, like Spencer Rattler, like you mentioned. You know, Iowa State can't handle Oklahoma Sooners. And, again, well, we're going to see won, that huh? in the regular yeah. season, right? They, it was a fluke that Oklahoma lost the first time. Right, but they had their revenge during the Big 12 championship. You see what I'm saying? So, but let's put it this way. Look at another team, Notre Dame. Notre Dame lost half their roster already. Right. Yeah. I don't see them. I, th- I think they're gonna be four losses this season. I don't even think they're gonna be in, 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 in a play. Well, definitely not in a playoff contention, but I don't think they'll finish in the top 10. And I think they're 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 in that uh what's that called? regrouping or they're trying to develop again back to being elite. Um, and again, I said this last week, the winner between Georgia and Clemson, they're going to they're gonna be on top and finish it off. And I'm sorry to say, but the ACC, I'm not even sold on that conference because you only got three teams. Prove me wrong that you got Clemson on one side and then the other side, you got Miami and North Carolina, right? Yeah. I than that. Everybody else is garbage in that, in that conference. Yeah, and I mean, look at it. You mentioned Notre Dame. What really got them to the that uh, the, the college football playoff last season was them being in the ACC and only having to worry about. I mean, they played Clemson with DJ Uyunglele instead of Trevor Lawrence. So I mean, but they still got to beat up on these Virginia Techs and the NC States and the the, the not good the Georgia Techs. And those teams that are at, at best mediocre. Well, let's know? talk about that real quick, right? And now that we're talking about conferences, let's talk about conference championships here, right? We'll start with first the American Athletic Conference. So who do you think that your top two teams going going over for, for this championship right here? 
Well, I mean, I, I think the the big one is going to be Cincinnati, and I, I, I UCF. I, I think is going to be they, they got a lot of returning starters. Uh, Dylan Gabriel back at the helm for them. I, I, I think they're going to be competitive, but I, I think overall Cincinnati is just the class of this conference, and uh, I do think UCF, like last year, is going to be their toughest game. I know UCF got a new head coach from Auburn, um, but I don't. I, I still don't think that they got enough to even compete against Tulsa right now. I do see a rematch because those two teams were neck to neck, right? They had a canceled game last uh, last year for their first uh, meeting, but they ended up meeting for the championship. It was a spectacular game, but I do see and I agree with you there. Cincinnati will be, again be the American Athletic Conference. Joe, who you got on this one? Who do I have in the AAC? I've got Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that, you know, they're a dynamite program. Um, we, we saw what they did last year. I think that spills over. Uh, Desmond Ritter, 6'4", 215. I mean, they're, they're, this this guy's obviously going to be the, the next big darling. 19 touchdowns in the air, 12 on the ground. I think he might uh, that, be the next that, Heisman winner. Hey, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I mean, he's, you know, and again, he's because that defense is so good, Jace. I think it it allows him to have the ball more than he needs to. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and that certainly helps out. I mean, having a great defense and being mobile, being able to get first downs. Yeah, I think this this Cincinnati team, much like Coastal Carolina, like Liberty, you know, you're looking at teams like that, Oklahoma, where you're returning quarterbacks, you're returning, you know, a good portion of your offense. Mm -hmm. I feel like those are the teams that are going to hit the ground running and be most fun to watch right out the gate. Oh, yeah. I like how you mentioned it where you said that um, Desmond Ritter is going to have the ball most of the time, and that also wears out the defense, right? Because they're going to be running around a lot, try to catch up to him. He got his running back. He got – he could throw the ball, Right. So with with that defense that they have, I mean, there's no way that they, they could actually finish undefeated this year. But in ACC, we all know that Clemson's going to run one division. But I narrowed it down to North Carolina and Miami on the other side. But I have a gut feeling that North Carolina might prevail with Sam Howell. And I got North Carolina versus Clemson. And we took about two years ago, when North Carolina had a chance to tie the game to go to overtime, and instead they ended up going for a two-point two point conversion that failed at the very last second of the game and ended up having Clemson to win. I foresee that maybe that uh, we could have this rematch, and I got a feeling North Carolina might pull an upset this year, just the fact that Clemson don't have the exact same talent they had last year. Yeah, I think Clemson is very susceptible here. Uh, I think DJ, he's going to be – I mean, he came in, played good in that loss last year. He's coming in. He's still going to be young. Uh, I think he, there might be a little bump along the way, whether that's like a Virginia Tech or something. I, I think they might struggle midseason. And for Clemson, it's going to come down to that championship game, even if they do take a loss somehow, some way in the regular season. But I do think the real ACC championship is going to be North Carolina versus Miami, and, and that's going to be great. I, I think De'Ara King uh, is really going to step up, and I think he's going to be a stud this year. I, I think he's going to put the whole Miami offense on his back and be that dual threat and get the ball down the field. Uh, I, I think he's going to be a real Heisman contender. I, I like Sam Howell, but – the the thing with him is he a lot he's missing a lot of weapons. The two headed monster they had in the backfield last year, both went to the Denver and the New York Jets, and then uh, he's losing his wide receiver as well. So in Dynamy Brown, so I, I I'm in, I'm in sure I think he is better coached with Mac Brown. So I think they will of. They have the best chance to take it. I'm going to go North Carolina to get it done. I want Miami to. I want the Eric King to just take over and be a stud this season because I think he can. But I, I do think ultimately it's going to be Sam Howell and Mac Brown 
getting it done in North Carolina. I very much agree with that. Uh, I won't beat a dead horse. As I do like Miami a lot with Derek King. There's a, a team I think could do some things in the ACC this year, and that is the Louisville Cardinals. They have a really good defense. It's a, a very experienced and very talented defense. Malik Cunningham is not as heralded as a, a lot of these other quarterbacks, but this guy's been there a couple years now. He knows that offense. Their schedule is not terrible. At Florida State, they've got Clemson at home. I don't know. I feel like that's a team that could win some games if they can avoid uh, any upsets and if they can somehow pull off a miracle at home against Clemson. Who knows? Who knows what Louisville could do? I feel like Louisville's that kind of team too, Jace, where every couple of years they win some games they shouldn't and all of a sudden they're in contention. And, and I think, again, just based on a returning quarterback, a really good defense. I think that's a team that could could win some games and surprise some people. I think this is the year Clemson falls down. I really do. But then again, they are high ranked in recruiting. So we, we're not too familiar with these guys. So that makes it even harder to predict. But speaking about prediction here for the Big 12, I mentioned Oklahoma winning again for this conference, right? Even though I, I did state that they're overrated. I don't think they should be in a you know, number two. But uh, I think that the team that no one's talking about is Baylor. Baylor has at least eight potential stars that could hit the NFL draft for the next one, especially on defense when they have Terrell Bernard and Jelly Petre. These both were, they're now redshirt seniors. They're leading the way. Uh, that's that front line that could make a difference to allow linebackers to get through the quarterbacks, right? Um and then they have Gary uh, Bohannon, that's a uh, redshirt junior. I think he, he's going to be swell with that with that Baylor uh, University. And I think that with them could be a difference maker to knock out Iowa State out the way and have them play against Oklahoma for the Big 12 championship. Yeah, I, I do think this is all but Oklahoma's to lose the Big 12. I, I do think uh, – I think with uh, Sarkeesian as the new coach in Texas, uh, I think he might make a little bit of noise, but it's still going to take some time before he builds Texas back up. Uh, so so they might be a sneaky team to pull off uh, a big uh, upset, but I, I do think it's just going to be Spencer Radler just uh, light, lighting it up all, all year. I, I do think uh, Iowa State's going to be, be the second-best team, but – no, I think it's going to be Oklahoma all year in the Big 12. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if it's if it's Oklahoma. I'll tell you, I, I'll give you another team here, Big 12, that, again, I think could make some noise. They went 6-4 and four last year, didn't get a lot of attention, won five of the last six, uh, and, and might have the Big 12's best defensive line. Uh, and Max Duggan as the returning quarterback for the TCU Horned Frogs. Again, one of those teams where every now and again, and I think this could be a year where that team, you know, they could make some noise, win some games. I, I, I you know, I Oklahoma, Oklahoma, <laughs> Texas, man, they, they know how to lose. And TCU is definitely one of those teams that that ends up the beneficiary sometimes. So. Uh, let's see what they could do off that six and four season. All I'm saying is don't jump on Iowa state bad wagon, please. I know that the media is trying to hit that direction, but they're going to be a disappointment. And you're right. I actually was look, I was looking at TCU, Joe, I was, but it's just something about those Baylor Bearcats that that's catching my eye on that. But the other thing that's catching my eye is once again, Ohio state. And the reason why is that this is the year that belongs to head coach day, right? Because there's no more Urban Meyer guys in this roster. This is all his recruit. So how can Ohio State do this year, right? That's all about day, okay? Um, Ryan Day, he's he's every year he's lost one game. 
right? And this he's entering his fourth season as a head coach. So, I mean, we, we talk about the time. Can Michigan beat Ohio State? I don't think so, right? It's just something about that program that keeps winning, winning, winning. On the other side, there's this team called Wisconsin. And I'm digging Wisconsin this year. And I got a feeling that Wisconsin is going to shut down Ohio State once and for all. And we don't have to hear them going to the playoffs, uh, the college football playoffs. I'm picking Wisconsin to take over the Big Ten. Ooh, ooh, oh, my uh, bad, my bad. One guy, Graham Mertz. I was supposed to say his name. Graham Mertz. That's the guy. And he's going to be the Heisman hopeful, not saying winner, hopeful to make a difference in the Big Ten. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Graham Mertz is a stud. Uh, he got he had that great game, then got COVID last year. So uh, I'm excited to see what he can do this season. Him with that that tight end, Jake Ferguson, I think it's going to be interesting. It, it is also going to be weird for a Wisconsin team not to have the, the true identity of running the football because I do think Graham Mertz is going to l- be able to light it up through the air. So th- that should be interesting. I do have them coming out uh, on the West. But for the East, I, I think Ohio State's going to be susceptible this year. I, I do think it, it is, like you mentioned, it's all Ryan Day's guys. So I do think it, it is going to take a little bit of time, especially with a new quarterback coming in. They do have some studs at wide receiver. So I, I think they are going to still compete. But I have Indiana coming out of the East. I, I think Michael Penix Jr. is a beast, and they have one of the best wide receivers in Ty Freifogel coming back. That duo is going to be dynamic, and it's going to be amazing. And also their defense last year that they were able to get at Justin Fields. So I think uh, I, I think their defense will be just as strong, uh, if not better. So I, I'm going to go Indiana to get it done in the Big Ten. Solid points all around. Uh, Don't sleep on Northwestern. Uh, People did last year. Northwestern was pretty good in in what was maybe a down year for everyone else in the Big Ten. But that team's a a year better, a year stronger. Their schedule uh, is kind of weak off the jump. So I think Northwestern's probably going to get out to a pretty good start. Again, don't sleep on that team. I, I think uh, coming out of the East Ohio State uh, is clearly the the class of things. Uh, I, I think that's that's pretty easy. I I do. I'm curious about Michael Penix Jr. Jace, you know, uh, and and if the knee holds up, and the fact that Indiana is a big boy school now, uh, you know, other teams uh, now kind of looking at them as as a power player. What is that going to play out like? Uh, I think the Big Ten's going to be a lot of fun this year. I want to add one note. I, I I do like Jace's pick. In their defense, you know they have 10 out of 11 starters in in that defense with Indiana. There are seniors, and they got one junior and the cornerback. So all their players came back. Yeah, they're, and their I'm defense interested. was stout. But their coach I'm going back with Joe on this one locker room guy. about Phoenix. Would he be healthy enough? Could he take – can he carry over? And not only, the, only that, but can the head coach, Tom Allen, coach that team to become big team champs? I think he can. Tom Allen's a guy – he's a big, like, uh, energy guy. He gets the team pumped up, and that's big, especially with all those defensive returners. And that's why their defenses was so tough last year. So I'm excited to see them play this year. Uh, and I'm also excited for the Pac-12. They're making some noise. They're taking a lead this year with a lot of regulations and everything else. And with all that, Oregon, I got nothing but respect for Oregon. But the sleeper I want to pick is Arizona State. Arizona State with quarterback Jaden Daniels returning back. And, of course, Herm Edwards. I'm a big fan of Herm Edwards. And I think uh, – and, again – this COVID situation last year, I got it. I understand. But this is the year that Arizona State is going to make some noise. I know that they had dealing with some NCAA violations, but I think they're going to knock that out the way. They're going to be strong this year and overcome USC. So I got Oregon versus Arizona State for the Pac-12 championship. 
Yeah, I don't hear you, buddy. The South, the winner of the South, I think, is going to be the real Pac-12 champion. I, I think Oregon, maybe Washington can give them a little bit of a bump in the road, but I, I do think Oregon should win out the North. Uh, but USC, Keaton Slovis, and I, Clay, uh, their coach needs to win, or, or he needs to get the boot. He's done nothing there. So I, I think that really needs to happen. So they need to win this. And they got some prove-yourself prove games with Notre Dame and, and BYU. Those are two pretty big non-conference games. But also, I, I do like Arizona State. The, they're nipping at the heels of USC in the south. And even, I, I know, I got them in the background, Utah. They got the transfer quarterback from Baylor, Charlie Brewer. And, and they have a cavalcade of running backs. For transfers from LSU, Oklahoma, uh, Cincinnati, and then a transfer wide receiver from Oklahoma. So I, I like that uh, Utah offense. So I, I do think whoever comes out of the South, I'm going to say USC, I think they're going to get it done against Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. I want to go Utah, but I think USC is going to be the class of the Pac-12. It isn't. It's going to be Arizona, and the reason is Jaden Daniels, third-year starting quarterback. Uh, this team's bringing back all their receivers except for Frank Darby. The offensive line brings back four to five guys. They led the uh, they led the Pac-12 in rushing yards and in scoring. Uh, I don't know what more you could want. You got how you guys missing this? It's it's right here in front of you. This is this is the Who's team. Missing this it? is. I, you mentioned the same thing I did. Arizona State, not Arizona. Arizona State. I don't listen to most of what you say. What do you want? <laughs> from me? Oh, trying to. I, I I get so caught up in what he says. I sometimes I forget. That's my oh, yeah, bad. No, no you did no. say that, and you're yes. right. You're absolutely yeah. right. Remember, um, Arizona is a, is a, is a school. But we it is Arizona State. I got kind of. Uh, right. Yeah, uh, DJ <laughs> Davidson and Jermaine Lowley uh, are are three hundred pound defensive tackles. A couple of guys who I believe will be in the NFL someday. Dude, everything about Arizona State tells me this is their year. And again, I feel like Arizona State's one of those teams, kind of like Stanford, where every few years. You get good, and I think you know. Again, going in with a with a, a third year starting quarterback, that's uh, with all your almost your offense, and your defense back. Yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like it's their time. I'm putting my money on Arizona State. And now we go to the SEC, and you know who I'm going to pick. You know who I'm going to pick. <laughs> <sighs> You had to type it in the comments so you didn't forget it? Nah, man. I just want you to know and save this so when we go to conference championship, I'll be like, I told you. But, no, I got uh, Georgia, and I don't know if Texas A&M is able to still compete with Alabama. And it's not about the offense. It's more of that Alabama defense that's always, always on point, right? And that was the difficulty that the Aggies had. That was their only loss – last year was to Alabama and because of the way they lost they weren't able to get to the college playoffs so can the Aggies really hang in there with Alabama I know they're re reconstructing their offense and everything else but if Bryce Young is the guy I'm just curious because remember Alabama has a new offensive coordinator of Bill O'Brien who's coming from the head coach in the NFL the Houston Texans um you got 10 players from Alabama that started that ended up going to the NFL. What type of Alabama will represent, right? Auburn. It, can Bo Nix protect the ball and stop making mistakes? You know, they have a new head coach. Can that new head coach take Auburn to the, to the next level, right? Especially that Alabama's going to visit Auburn this year for the Iron Bowl. Can they get it done? Can they put that upset in there? I don't know. But, uh, Florida, not counting them. I got Georgia winning the SEC. Yeah, I agree with you. I like Georgia coming out of not only the East, out of the SEC as a whole. I like JT Daniels. I like Burton. I like Pickens. That wide receiver duo is amazing. Like I said with Wisconsin, it's going to be interesting to see them kind of shift their identity, Georgia's 
offensive identity with running the football to letting JT Daniels throw it up to Burton and Pickens and be able to have them go up and make a play because they're that good. Those two wide receivers are really, really good, and JT Daniels is a really good quarterback. So they have the ability to get that done. But I do think Kirby Smart might be a a roadblock with his run game. I I do think defensively they're going to be stout. I I do have them coming out of the SEC. But I I think it's really hard to pick the West because I'm going to pick Alabama because I I, I think they're going to retool and Alabama's Alabama. But Auburn, they really do need to win this, I think. Well, Auburn's schedule is disgusting. Yeah. They, they, but, don't miss, they don't miss anybody this year. It's rough. No. Yeah, but Bo Nix really needs to prove himself this year. and they. But they do also have, coming back from injury, one of the possibly the greatest running backs in the nation next year in Tank Bigsby. So I, I think they have tools to succeed, and Alabama might be susceptible this year with uh, a new quarterback. So I, I think now would be Auburn's time to – take a shot and get the West, but I, I don't see that happening. So I have Georgia beating Alabama in the SEC championship Auburn game. plays Penn State, right? Then two weeks later, they play LSU back-to-back to Georgia. Then, yeah, of course, Arkansas, which they're, they're, re, they're retooling. They could be competitive. Then two weeks later, they got the Texas A&M. And then the last game, of course, is Alabama. So you're right. They – I think they have one of the hardest schedules that uh, they got going on here in, in college football. Uh, but, uh, Joe, who's your final two in the SEC? Um, I I think the Kentucky Wildcats. Will Levi, uh, transfer for Penn State, is going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, you could do whatever you want. You could be upset. Uh, three starters back on that offensive line uh, and a really good defense. Uh, I think you saw some of that, uh, I believe, in their game against Auburn. Um, they did really great other than Alabama, Ole Miss, and Florida. Otherwise, this was one of the better defenses. Uh, they held six teams to 21 points or less. Their offense was atrocious last year. They had, Yeah, that's absolutely true. They have a good quarterback now, and they're returning all of their weapons from last season when they didn't have a quarterback. So there you go. They also led the uh, – Led the SEC in defensive turnovers. So try me again. I'm going to try Kentucky. You think Kentucky's going to win the SEC? I think Kentucky is going to win the West. And I think Alabama is going to win the East. And I think anybody who thinks the Aggies have a shot is delusional. They know the, who's the quarterback. They pick so, one yet? So... I, I want to uh, ask, ask Georgia, you, I ask ask you Georgia when you don't have a quarterback how it goes. Well, even when Georgia didn't have a quarterback, yeah. they did they did beat Kentucky and they only had them score uh-huh. only three points. It's yeah. right there in black and white. Yeah, then I, I'm looking at Kentucky's schedule for what they did last year. The only team that it came close to was Ole Miss. I mean, anybody could beat Tennessee, right? I mean, they were down in the basement, uh, but they again. Uh, I understand Kentucky came back, but so did everybody else except for Alabama. So I just don't see how Kentucky could really be competitive in, in the SEC. If, if anything, they, they might they might have at least four losses in that conference. That's my prediction for Kentucky. Mm, well, first of all, Kentucky doesn't play Alabama this year, doesn't play Auburn this year. But they definitely lose to doesn't Georgia play A and M this year. So if I'm Kentucky, I'm looking at that schedule. At Georgia's probably the hardest game on there. They've got Florida at home. They I, play I like LSU. I like the so schedule. You think they're going to handle LSU this year? How good was LSU LSU's last year? You want to talk about how great LSU was? Yeah, they, Miles they Brennan, lost, how's the lower body? How's the lower body, they, guy? Come they on. Got, they got Come everybody on. coming back in LSU. You think they're going to – They did last year, too. They no, were they terrible. No, they didn't. Dude, no, talk about the defending champions. 14 well, players went to the NFL. It. You're going to tell me they all came no, back. Get no, out of here. They're, they're returning oh, they a team that sucked last year. I Give me a break. That, um, wait, wait, wait. Coastal Carolina is returning a top 10 team from last year. 
They're gonna be, they're gonna win at LSU. You you, you said before you said Aww. before you didn't give a crap that Coastal Carolina is returning an entire team that was ranked <laughs> in the top ten, but Yo. but all of a sudden. All right, now I got you think it. They're gonna, nice they're gonna, they're yeah. gonna go back to back right. and beat Florida uh, uh, and LSU. A, 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 a terrible LSU team. A terrible LSU team is returning the garbage from last year, and I'm yeah. supposed to care about that? What? Jace, no. Jace, Are Jace. we really fighting over LSU and Kentucky? Like, Jace, I get it. No, no, no. Hold on. It's over in Louisiana, baby. With Florida, LSU, and Georgia, and he's saying that. Kentucky's going to be SEC. Bro, They're going to lead that division. You ready? They can win that LSU Kentucky. game. Really? Here, you ready? Maybe really? 4-0. 4-0 when they play Florida. ULM, Missouri, Chattanooga <laughs> at South Yo, Carolina. Jays, I predict that Louisiana Monroe will beat Kentucky at week one. Okay. <laughs> that's good. That's hey, wild. Hey, I'm not mad at the Kentucky pick. I mean, I, no, I think I mean, they Kentucky's can make some competitive. noise. Kentucky's but like, you're right. I, They'll I be 4-0 when they play Florida. I, I think they can beat Florida. They're, they're not beating Georgia, though. I do think they Florida's susceptible to Kyle Trask, Tony. Uh, what, what was the tight end's name? Why am I blanking on that? Pitts, they're all gone. So they got to uh, – I think they're going to struggle. So I, I could see them being susceptible. I'm not mad at the Kentucky pick. But I mean to pick them outright, that that's crazy. Because I just want to also let you know us. that uh, they, Kentucky does play Missouri, and they have a hard time playing against Missouri, and they played them in week two. Oh, so, I so will, in years, so I in will. years past, in years past, they haven't played them well. Like what does that have to do year, with this like year? Last year. Last well, this year. is this year. What year matter. is it? What <laughs> it year is it? Matter. They can't. You know handle. what year it is. The, the year of you. It's 2021. Hey, did you know Kyle Trask is that he's not at Florida anymore? He's gone. Yeah, you're right. Congratulations. I yeah. have to tell you that. Because yeah, because it's 2021. The came back last year, which they all went to the NFL. Right. And what did they Great do? Job. They went like three and eight. They were terrible. I don't care that they're returning Thanks. that garbage back. And Thanks. I'll ask you this don't who's the quarterback? Who's the quarterback for this LSU this year? Twenty-one. Tell him, tell him, Jace. Hey, when you're losing a, a transfer running back to Utah, I think you got some problems, LSU. So I mean, <laughs> nine and out LSU to go play for Utah. Kentucky That's all I'm right saying. now, here. Max Johnson nine and three. Is Mark this down. Kentucky goes nine and three this year. Kentucky's going nine and three. Nine and three. I, I like Kentucky. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. But you were the same person that said Kentucky is going to lead in the SEC, but they got three losses. Come on, man. Really? Three yep. losses is not going to get you to the SEC championship. Oh, it will. It will not. Guaranteed. Will. Yeah. However, You'll now see. that we got all that out the way, <laughs> I can't wait till You'll next see. week when we start picking the five games that's going to happen on the game opener in September 28th, which we got five college games that day. And then the following week, we have the game of the week of week one, Clemson versus Georgia. So, um, but I can't wait, man. I'm excited that football season is now here. And uh, Jace, you are the defending champion. And I can't wait till I dethrone you. I'm not worried about Joe. Not happening. Yeah, no, Joe's not happening. I mean, just like last year, he, he wasn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> However, okay. um, it's good talk, uh, and this is this is what I missed all season long. You know, I hate the off season, right? Because then we always concentrate like who's going to go to the NFL draft, what is the number, and everything else. And then after that, things starts to die down, and you're like, hmm. and there's only but gossips out there. You know what I mean? It only took one month before we even started talking about this super conference. Oklahoma and Texas wanted to jump ship and everything else and yada, yada, yada. But the bottom line is, come next Saturday, we're going to definitely see our first snap. So I'm excited. You got you excited? Hell yeah. Yeah. Joe, the floor is yours, my friend. 
Yeah, I mentioned this at the start of the show. I think it is worth repeating. Uh, Nick Saban was asked about the transfer protocols, uh, notably that they brought in former Tennessee linebacker Henry Tuatuo. Um, and it was also pointed out Georgia brought in uh, a couple of guys for their secondary, one from West Virginia, one for Clemson. He was asked if the transfer portal is going to continue to widen the gap between the haves and the have-nots. And this knucklehead's response was, we would have benefited more if we had more space. We had such a recruiting, such a good year recruiting, we didn't have space. He went on to basically say that anybody who wants to transfer is garbage and you wouldn't want them there anyway and that the other teams are welcome to it. He then went on to complain about losing players to college early and not being able to recoup their scholarship. Uh, which lasts for the entire four years. You don't get that one back. Uh, what a bummer for Nick Saban, um, who clearly doesn't understand or care about the widening disparity in college football. I like Alabama. Obviously one of the great programs in college football history, but they, Nick Saban, the Power Five, the SEC, they do not care one iota about the rest of college football, about what they're doing and how it impacts the rest of college football. And I think that is an absolute terrible shame. That's going to do it for us this week on all four downs. Make sure you check us out at hhwshow.com and at clovercrestmedia.com backslash all four downs. For Ovi Muniz and Jace Garcia, I am Joe McGuire. We will catch you next Thursday night at 7.30 for all four downs.